When it comes to your finances, go for the credit card that's always there for you. With 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, that means no more waiting for, quote, normal business hours just to get a hold of someone. Real service from real people whenever you need it. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Welcome to Star Talk. Your place in the universe where science and pop culture collide. Star Talk begins right now. Welcome to Star Talk. I'm your host, Neil deGrasse Tyson, your personal astrophysicist. And I'm also the director of New York City's Hayden Planetarium at the American Museum of Natural History. I have two guest hosts with me today comedian Leanne Lord. Leanne, thanks for coming back. Oh, to man. Star Talk Radio. Thank you for having you me. You were in our first season. I was. So we couldn't we couldn't resist bringing you back. And for the first time. Yes. And his debut appearance, Chuck Nice. Hey man. Chuck. The newbie. The, good the to, newbie. Good to have you. It's good to be had. This is uh, <laughs> <laughs> A lot went on off the air. You yeah, have no right, idea. Right. You have no idea how I got this job. <laughs> <laughs> so this is gonna be like sort of Neil deGrasse Tyson's house party. It's Sweet. a it's a holiday party. And which I'm just gonna sort of uh, uh, be Professor Tyson and just talk about everything I know about the cosmic significance of the holiday season. This is going to be a week long show. <laughs> you down with that? <laughs> Settle in, cats. And Settle in, baby. Uh, We're in delivery. <laughs> and I am my Kurtz of Iman, her cap. <laughs> <laughs> so let me start out by saying in the wintertime, we always associate certain constellations and stars of the winter sky. And what, by the way, stars are up. All year round, it's just whether they're up before you go to sleep. And so when we talk about winter constellations, we're mm. talking about constellations and stars that are up after your dinner and before you go to sleep. Sweet. Yeah. And, and so the, the most famous of those is Orion. But we're going to get back to Orion towards the end of the show because I have a lot to tell you about. It's the most recognizable constellation out there. Right. But what I want to lead with even before that is the solstice. Ooh. Yes. Solstice. Yes. A lot written about the solstice. First, it's Latin. Right. Sol meaning sun. Right. Stis meaning stationary. Remember, ar- remember armistice? Yeah, remember? <laughs> yeah, remember, remember armistice? You're, you're 100 years old. Yeah. yeah. Uh, armistice, <laughs> it's stationary arms. No one is fighting anymore. Right. Armistice Day became Veterans Day. Right. Solstice is where the sun stays still. Right. Now, not in any biblical sense where it just stops in the sky. No. What actually happens at the solstice, I don't know if you pay attention between summer and winter, but what, what goes on is mm-hmm. every day that you get closer to the winter, the sun's arc in the sky gets lower and, and lower. lower. Yes. Right. And, and that makes the days Shorter, shorter and shorter. shorter. Exactly. Gotcha. In fact, the shortest day of the year is the solstice, the solstice, December 21st. And that's typically, we call that the first day of winter, right. which means every day of winter gets longer. Days which, get longer which, in the winter, not shorter. Which takes us to our my favorite day of the year, culminating after that, which would be... Kwanzaa? Uh, the equinox. <laughs> Kwanzaa? No, equinox. I'm sorry. The vernal equinox, right? Isn't that yes. the longest day of the year? No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. You have to come back for that one. Equinox, vernal equinox is March. That's three okay, months Okay, then I'm now. sorry. No, what's the longest day of the year? That would be the that would be the summer solstice. The Actually, summer solstice, not yeah. the not the vernal equinox. The longest day of the year, technically, gentlemen, is April 15th, which is tax day. Oh, okay. That's for, right. the, for the accountants only there. Right, so the <clears throat> summer solstice. So here's what's going on. In the solstice, 
in, on December 21st, ancient peoples saw the sun get lower and lower in the sky every day, and this worried them. Right. Because when you're agriculturally driven, right. if the sun goes away, you die. Right. Your crops die. Right. You, there's the, you're, you're, you're scared. So a few days later, you figure out the sun is no longer dropping in the horizon mm -hmm. on its arc across the sky. It stops and then reverses, and it's on its way back. It, it, has takes, it takes a few days to figure this out. By about December 25th. Right. Oh. oh that, that's an interesting date for this to happen. Exactly. And so what went on was Christianity, when it wanted to take a foothold among pagan celebrants of the, of the return of the sun right. after the solstice, they said, well, let's take this uncertain day called the birth of Jesus right. and put it on a day that everyone else already cares about. And that way, that would increase the likelihood of getting converts to the new religion of Christianity. And so they put the birth of Jesus right on a day where everyone was already celebrating, December 25th. Because nothing sells a religion like a party. <laughs> I guess I And that's hey. what I'm talking about. Oh. You know? <laughs> and you know something? We've got, I, I have a special link to the Vatican. Do you know that? No, we didn't. I got peeps in the Vatican. Sweet. You got a hotline to the I got pope? a hotline. Well, not to the Pope, but okay. somebody who, who has audience with the Pope. Well, that's There's just as good. There's a colleague of mine, Brother Guy Consolmagno. He's an astrophysicist. And I think I think he's a Jesuit brother. Wait and, a minute. Uh, yeah, they got him there. Look, I was going to say. I'll, I'm going to bring him on. In well, the Vatican? In the Vatican. In the Vatican. We're calling the Vatican right now. Uh, Guy, are you on the line? I am indeed listening to you guys. <laughs> Guy, and you're in the Vatican. It's like midnight there right now, correct? That's correct. It's uh, just a couple of minutes past midnight. So, well, thanks for calling in. And uh, just to, to field our questions, just a few questions. I don't know if I'm the only one that has them, but do they let you believe in Santa Claus at the Vatican? <laughs> <laughs> the hey, I, anybody who knows the history of religion knows about St. Nicholas, and how could you not believe in St. Nicholas, which is, of course, what Santa Claus really is. Now, maybe all the stories you've heard about St. Nicholas aren't exactly what you, you know, what the truth is, but then that could also be said about all the stories you've heard about Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> 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 okay, nice. and another thing, the there's all this talk about what the star of Bethlehem might have been astronomically, and you can look at the records and you find out there are a couple of conjunctions of planets, and we'll talk about those later in the program, but while I have you on the line, I just want to know, do you and like fellow astrophysicists at the, at the Vatican Commissary argue over stuff like this over the Christmas holiday? Well, actually we do, because every year some crazy reporter calls us up and wants to know what the official Vatican word is. There isn't an official Vatican word. We don't know any more than anybody else does. Yeah, but it's you have access... It's fun to, uh, to speculate about it. But you have access to uh, programs that tell you what the planet stars and moons were sure. doing, right? And so That's what true. would you say was the best guess, or were you just going to say it was divine and get on with the next question? You know, for, for all we know, it could be a divine miracle. For all we know, it could be a pious story. My favorite is a theory that Michael Molnar came up with a few years ago, saying that it was actually the heliacal rise of a conjunction of planets. Okay, and heliacal is where a group of planets are together in the sky, and they rise just before the appearance of the sun in the morning sky. And that would explain why no one except the astrologers knew what was going on. Oh, because the only ones who paid attention to that sort of thing. Exactly. I see. And so, but I'm wondering, c conjunctions where you have Jupiter in the sky or Saturn mm -hmm. with it or Venus, even the crescent moon can join them, those are not actually rare. People like to think they are, but they're not. No. And so, so if you want to try to pin a not rare but nonetheless beautiful event on something that you want to be signify that a change in all of religion in the world, you think you'd come up with a better cosmic phenomenon than just a conjunction. Right, and uh, that's what Molnar has done. He's come up with a whole bunch of these guys, all in heliacal rise at the same time, about four or five different things, and all in the same constellation that signified the country of Judea. Which, con which constellation was which that? Which would be Aries. Aries, I see. So they got this so, all figured out. Yeah, well, in fact, he's got it all figured out. He hasn't convinced anybody else. Everybody's got <laughs> 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 yeah, that's, that's kind of what it is to publish your research. You believe it, and no one else does. That's it. Well, Guy, thanks for calling in. It's been great to have you, and it's been a while since I've seen you back here in New York. But uh, make sure to, to, to give me a holler next time you're stateside. And uh, I, I was checking on your wiki page, and you have a book on what it is to be a scientist at the Vatican, right? What's that called? 
Well, we've got a couple of ones. The most recent one came out for the year of astronomy. It was called The Heavens Proclaim, and it's the history of all the different astronomy that the Vatican supported over the years. I got you. And the International Year of Astronomy was 2009. That was the 400th anniversary of Galileo turning his telescope to the night sky. And for all you've heard, you remember Galileo was a good Italian and a good Catholic. Oh, is that right? Yeah. He's he's not often credited with being a religious guy, but of course he was. He just had some disagreements with the Pope. Yeah, well, he wouldn't have been the first Catholic. Right, that's right. <laughs> well, plus, I actually think he was, uh, you know, are you smart or stupid to disagree with the people who are who have power over you? I don't know. That's one. That's something that historians always well, grapple with. Again, again, he wouldn't be the first one. <laughs> that's right. So, Guy, thanks for calling in, Guy Consolmagno, and you're, you're a brother in the Jesuit order, correct? That's right, that's right. And the Jesuits are the one who persecuted Galileo. Not <laughs> <laughs> so. Basically, he's doing penance. <laughs> okay. Hey, it's thanks to them that the Vatican actually pays a bunch of astrophysicists to just do good science. Uh, excellent. Okay. So there's hope in the world. All right. Absolutely. Guy, thanks for calling in on Star Talk Radio. And have a great Christmas, all you guys. We'll do. Thank you. Bye bye. Wow, that was cool. Yeah. yeah. No, we got. I got cool people you out really there. You really do. I got to give it to oh you. Oh my god. And man. if you want to find uh, links to his book and more on a biography of of Guy Consumano, you can. Uh, join Star Talk Radio's uh, a Facebook page. We will give information about him, and on our website, we have links to mm-hmm. uh, to, to him. I learned a new word: heliacal. Heliacal. Hey, Which is like the heliacal rise. Like that rise was heliacal. <laughs> Sounds like it was funny, you know? <laughs> Dude, you are heliacal. That could be another use of the word heliacal. <laughs> Put on a T-shirt, right? It, t-shirt. That was a heliacal moment, exactly. Yeah, so H E L would be the sun, Helios, and. Uh, if something rose just before the sun, it was a sign that that there was something magical about to happen. And later on, we'll talk about Sirius rising before the star Sirius rising before the sun. That's the a heliacal dog. <laughs> it's a heliacal. <laughs> you know, what, I gotta say, I love when he said that the uh, the Vatican. We don't know more any more than anyone else does. I'm like, wow, really? Can we quote you on that? Dude? <laughs> You're gonna save that one. Wow. You're saving that one. So a couple other things. There, people, if they if you want to believe that there was some kind of star that the three wise men uh, saw uh-huh. and you they we people religious people have turned to astrophysicists yes. from the beginning right. to ask us is there anything that we know of that occurred back then and so we go through the list you say about when was he born turns out it was not year 0 you know right. I, I, right. Wonder, I wonder if Jesus knew that he wasn't born in the year 0 typically 3 4 5 BC is is bandied about for when he would have been when born he would have been born yeah so we so we comb the the records of the sky mm-hmm. which we can do because we have laws of physics that tell us how gravity operates on the movement of bodies in the sky for thousands of years in the future and thousands of years into the past. Mm-hmm. So it's actually quite an empowerment of the ability to calculate. In fact, scientists are the only breed in the world that can predict with accuracy what's going to happen what's in the future. What's going to happen in the future. Yeah. Okay. So you scientists are women, is what you're saying? <laughs> I thought you Touch the sci- subject. Touch the subject. <laughs> I thought you meant scientists were Miss Cleo, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Call me now. Uh, I said with accuracy. Oh, with accuracy. Okay. Oh, oh, you yeah. put a caveat that's on it. Okay. Co- See, now that's heliacal. I understand. <laughs> so and wait a minute. So, so now since scientists can look backwards... We in do. time. We do. And see events that have transpired mm-hmm. in the heavens. Mm-hmm. Are there any events coinciding with the time that we're talking about that may point to a very bright star being in the sky above Bethlehem? Okay, here's a well, the, the, a, bright, a bright star in the sky would be above everybody in the world if it was true. Uh, true. In the if it's sky, a bright star in the every, sky, everybody's going to catch it. Correct. It wouldn't have to be just above Bethlehem. Okay. So, uh, what my sort of best guess. Thanks if, for making me feel stupid. Okay. No. <laughs> That's so, why we're here, man. That's the so, point of the show. No, no. <laughs> No, I'm joking. Back to you, Neil. No, serious. I want to know. <laughs> so, uh, one of my best, if I as I comb through the the list of candidates, uh, the Chinese kept excellent records of what was going on in the night sky back then. The astrologers, who were sort of the court appointed advisors to the those who were in charge, they were tasked with trying to understand what forces of the universe might operate on culture, and so they kept really accurate records there. So, Chinese astrologers commented on a new star that appeared in the constellation Capricorn in 5 BC. Now that's March right around what we're talking that's about. That's right around when we're talking about. Five, when- 5 BC, so that's around the right year. And it turns out that new stars got the name Nova. Nova is Latin for new. Okay. It turns out 
Later on, we would learn, basically in the 20th century, we would learn that stars that appear out of nowhere, are these are stars, th- we call them novas as because they're new to you, but they've been there forever and they're dying. So they're exploding. They're exploding their oh. guts into interstellar, interplanetary, into interstellar space. So, so we're late we're, to the party. What we're seeing late, is the death the of a star. explosion, the death of a star. The death of a star. And so they caught a new star, a nova, in Capricorn. And we can see the remnants of this with telescopes today. And so uh, that, I, that looks to me that there are others where Jupiter and Saturn got together in the sky. Right. And as, as Brother Guy... I like call him Brother Guy. Brother Guy. <laughs> He's bro, bro. What's up, Brother Guy? <laughs> What's up, Brother Guy? Uh, <laughs> as, he, as he correctly reminded us, constellations, uh, uh, um, conjunctions in the sky are not rare. Right. They are uh, common enough, you probably wouldn't pin the birth of your religion on it. Right. We've got to take a quick break, but more Star Talk when we return. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you, like FedEx, who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx ground is faster to more locations than UPS ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. Whether you're a family vacation traveler, business tripper, or long weekend adventurer, Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. And that's good, because there are a lot of me's. Choice Hotels has over 7,400 locations and 22 brands, including Comfort Hotels, Radisson Hotels, and Cambria Hotels. Get the best value for your money when you book with Choice Hotels. Cambria Hotels feature locally inspired hotel bars with specialty cocktails and downtown locations in the center of it all. Hey, that's me. Radisson Hotels have flexible workspaces to get the most of your business travel and on-site restaurants. That's me, too. And at Comfort Hotels, you'll enjoy free hot breakfast with fresh waffles, great pools for the entire family, and spacious rooms. Hey, that's me, too. I guess I'm just going to have to stay at all of them. Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. Book direct at choicehotels.com, where travel comes true. Hey, remember when we did that show about the science of the golf swing? Well, let's take that to the next level. And that's because PXG has developed the Black Ops driver so golfers don't have to sacrifice distance for forgiveness. And the science proves it. PXG Black Ops driver is a breakthrough in driver technology. It's a complete and total victory in golf club engineering, unlike anything you've ever seen before. Black Ops drivers are adjustable to deliver a combined MOI of 10,000 plus for unreal forgiveness. Now that's ridiculously high. The higher the MOI, the more forgiving the club will play. So you don't have to square the ball perfectly for it to go straight and get distance. Add PXG's new advanced material face technology and you get incredible ball speed that pushes the distance to the absolute limits. More forgiveness, more distance, no sacrifices. PXG Black Ops Driver. Hit your tee shot straighter and farther. The proof is in the science. Learn more and get free shipping on all equipment. Go to pxg.com slash startalk and use code startalk at checkout. That's pxg.com slash startalk. Use code startalk for free shipping on all equipment. PXG.com slash StarTalk, code StarTalk. Welcome back to StarTalk. I'm your host, Neil deGrasse Tyson. And with my two guest hosts for this holiday episode, I've got Leanne Lord. 
comedian. Woo-hoo. How are you doing, Leanne? I am excellent. Excellent. And Chuck Nice. Hey. You're with me, man. Yes, I am. The comedian Chuck Nice. Correct. You might have seen him on NBC, the Today Show, and MSNBC. He, they always bring him on to talk about what's going down. This is true. And, and, and like I would know. <laughs> That's what kills me. But I show up. I don't care. <laughs> so this is, this is sort of me hanging out, just reflecting on the science of the season. And one other point I wanted to finish out with after that first segment. The, if you take Halley's Comet, which comes around about every 76 years, and extrapolate it back and factor in Jupiter messing with its orbit and things, you find out that Halley's Comet was around in 12 BC. And the Chinese made a note of a, a new comet in the sky at that time as well. They didn't call it Halley's Comet, of course. Right. But, but I'm sure it was like Confucius's Comet. <laughs> right. The CC. Yeah. Right. So, CC. C-squared. Yeah, that's yeah. right. C-squared, everybody. Uh, so, so, so with, with that, that would have been too early for what other uh, guesses are for the year that Jesus was born. So they wouldn't. While it was there and something to talk about, they wouldn't it didn't have, jive. It didn't didn't jive. Okay, but so we got. So I want to make this segment about Santa Claus. A little more about Santa Claus. Right on. And I, you know, I don't know if you know, but NORAD tracks Santa. Did you know this? Of oh, course. Oh, you know. <laughs> well, no, because they have it on the news. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll we will get to NORAD in a minute. But guess who I have on the phone? Who? Okay. Actually, I'm not sure who I have on the phone either. Seth McFarlane or Stewie. I don't know. I'm a little tired. I'm a little exhausted. I'm going to go into this whole thing like this. But uh, no, it's me. It's me. Seth McFarlane. I'm being lazy today. How are you? How you doing, man? Thanks for calling in to Star Talk Radio. Anytime, anytime. Oh, my gosh. You know what I want for Christmas? I want Stewie's plans for his time machine. <laughs> Is it really? Yes. You could. You could. You, could, you see. So you're, you, you. You could probably do that yourself. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. I don't know, but his was pretty cool. I, you know, it was working. It was like, and, and my favorite part of that was he didn't have a timer. He didn't have a date stamp on where they lent, ended up. And right. Brian complained. Brian, the the dog, said, "What? You don't have a ti- a timer on your on your time machine?" And Tui said, "Oh, oh, d- does your time machine have a?" <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that yeah. that indeed is a classic line. I got a way better time machine than me. <laughs> so yeah, one, one, one would hope that, that 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 your time machine would not have have all the big funny like plastic like vacuum <laughs> vacuum cleaner looking tubes that, that ours seems to have. Well, no, but if it's a time machine that no one's ever built before, it's got to be made out of stuff you had in your garage. I think, yeah. right? <laughs> that would be yeah. yeah, it is. It is a little bit of an of, a, of an of an A team cobbled together look to it. Yeah, and 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 so <laughs> so Seth on so many of the Family Guy episodes, there's, I, I detect, a, a deep representation of science literacy in there. And I, and I know it's coming out of some part of you. What, what, what in your life led you to be, to, to, to have that as a sort of shared mission statement with making people laugh? Well, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's something that, that is, uh, you know, has, has, has always been important to me and something that, you know, certainly my, my, my parents, when I was growing up, stressed the importance of rational thought and, uh, you know, questioning everything, asking why things work the way they do instead of just accepting things at face value. Um, you know, like, like yourself, I was a, I was a big, uh, great, great admirer of, uh, of, of, of Carl Sagan and, you know, kind of devoured his, his writings um, uh, over the course of my, my childhood and even, uh, even up to this day. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's it, it, it's it's something that we are uh, losing touch with very much in in this country, and I mm. think you know mm. even in the context of a comedy show, if you can wave the flag of science a little bit and remind people that it's it's uh, arguably the most important discipline on the planet, then mm. then uh, you know I think that can only be a good thing. Yeah, it's important because our uh, the, our security and our future and our economic health everything. is all wrapped Every, into yeah, it. Yeah, it's important, <laughs> yeah. important to our That's pretty much everything. Species. That's yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's everything. And we're done. <laughs> Life, the universe, and everything. Yeah, so, you know, your Christmas special, I think everybody everybody uh, sees your Christmas special, and uh, but I have a gripe about your Christmas special. But, <laughs> there we so go. Stewie goes to the North Pole to, yeah. to, to have an encounter with Santa Claus. But the North Pole has, like, mountains and trees there, but we know there's just a polar bear on that one ice floe. <laughs> That's all that's left. I, th- I thought you oh, knew God, this. I knew, I knew I was going to take it from you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think a lot of people just in general don't know that the North Pole has no land. It's just it's just the Arctic Ocean, right? So and it's frozen but over. It, but it doesn't bother you that there's elves and 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 man eating reindeer. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I was cool with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Seth, we look forward to many, many more years of, of Family Guy and Stewie just telling it like it is <laughs> while it occasionally sucking his thumb. Yes. <laughs> may, may I do something, Neil? Ch- Chuck. Uh, oh. Yeah. Uh, uh, Seth, uh, this is something I've just always wanted to say to you uh, forever, and that is, wouldn't it be marvelous if I turned out to be a homosexual? <laughs> there you go. There you go. That, well, the, that's, no, that's, seriously, man. I'm asking you. Wouldn't it be marvelous? <laughs> this is the tension that he puts into the into the ambiguity there. This is ambiguity. How... <laughs> All righty then. I must not understand the word. <laughs> well, Seth, thanks for calling in, taking time out of your day in L.A. Uh, to be part of our sort of holiday show here. Anytime, Neil. Anytime. And Seth, we'll catch more of you another time. All right. Sounds good. Thanks. Okay. Seth McFarlane. That was pretty great. damn cool. Yes. Yeah. He's, he's my man. He's my man Very over there cool. in L.A. So let me tell you about Santa Claus and NORAD. Do you know, yes. do you know what NORAD was invented for? Okay. Now that I don't. It was, it was, the, it was the North American Air Defense uh, at, at a time when we believed that any invasion, any attacks to us would happen through airplanes flying through the air. And we felt our coasts were covered, Pacific and Atlantic. Right. We were worried that Russia would come to us over the poles. Right. And if they come over the poles, they'd have to fly over Canada. So we said, let's band together with Canada, create a defense system that protect us from anything coming over the poles. Then we learned that, hey... With intercontinental ballistic missiles, these are missiles that don't fly through the air. They leave the atmosphere, right. fly in the vacuum of space, right. then re-enter. So they said, hey, we, we need a more grand name for it. So now it's the North American Aeroface. Uh, Aeroface. Aerospace. <laughs> Aerospace defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, Not to be confused with Aerosmith. Not Aerosmith. at all. <laughs> or Aeroface. Or <laughs> and so what's funny here is that it was initially to track what was coming back over the poles. And so one thing they do in December is they track Santa Claus. But, but, but wait, can we step back a minute? Is, is that why we left out Mexico? She's on her own? <laughs> we don't care if the attack's coming in that right. way. If, 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 if somebody's going to get bombed, they're going to bomb somebody long before it reaches Mexico. Okay. I promise you there. I'm just saying. <laughs> and so, so what we have here is uh, Santa, who takes off on New Year's Eve, and NORAD, if you go to their website, NORAD Santa. Uh, <laughs> I love tra- it. It tracks Santa through the air. Now, we should be glad that it tracks it rather than just... Taking it out of the Shoot sky, right? Thinking, oh, bogey! <laughs> that would that would make a bad headline the next Wouldn't day. Oh, that's pretty cool. Norad shoots down Santa by accident. Nice. <laughs> so what you have here is a, but you have, there's some issues here though because there's certain um, you have to think about what Santa has to accomplish in it, order to make this happen. He has, order, a, he has a big job. He's got a big job because you think how, how many Christians are in the world? There might be. Uh, Billion, billion and a half. And so, um, um, how many Christian households mm-hmm. might be anywhere between three and four hundred million? Well, you, okay. well, you also got to count the agnostics who are hedging their bets. Oh, <laughs> true. Okay, true. Uh, they make the I'm Santa list. Saying. Right, they make the Santa list. Okay, add them and in. And not to mention the Christmas Jews. The Christmas Jews. Okay. There are a lot of Christmas Jews. <laughs> I have, That's I... why they're Jewish. Is that what we're saying? <laughs> <laughs> that That's kind of being Jewish. That's kind of <laughs> kind of being a Jew. You're Jewish. It's... So those who have Christmas trees, I would suppose, okay, uh, would be the target of Santa's visit. Probably. And yes. so this is a lot of people to visit. Mm-hmm. He has to travel very fast. Fast, mm-hmm. very fast. We're looking at about two thousand miles per second, which is about one percent the speed of light. Wow! Yeah, so that's quick. You're talking about some some awesome reindeer here, and so maybe Santa finds a, a portal through the space time continuum. It would have to, or maybe. actually, they did in the movie. Uh, what's the movie where they go through the door? Monsters Inc. Each oh, door in a right. child's room right. was actually a, a, a portal through the space-time continuum right. connecting the factory to the home. So maybe this is what he's got to do. I don't, I, I don't know. But if you calculate all of this, right. it's, it's, a, it's a huge task for Santa to, to do. And NORAD tracks the progress of Santa. Wait a minute. How can they track something going at 2,000 miles per second? I'm not authorized to say. <laughs> <laughs> Just understand your tax dollars are being well spent, <laughs> exactly. sir. <laughs> and, and that's a, all you need and to a, know. A, a quick history of that: they uh, it started in 1955, <laughs> right on, where a regional uh, in Colorado, where NORAD is, it's in Cheyenne Mountain. Okay, Cheyenne Yay, Mountain. Cheyenne Mountain. That's that that hole in the mountain where they got the big door. Yes. Okay. That's where Stargate is. That's where Stargate is. Yay. Yes, you know. We'll talk Sweet. more about that after the break. But I want to what what so in there with NORAD, what they did was. 
a local Sears in Colorado posted a phone number to call Santa. And right. they accidentally gave the wrong phone number, and it was NORAD's, NORAD's phone number. NORAD's phone number. Wow, somebody got fired. Yeah. <laughs> Accidental air quotes. <laughs> and so from that point on, they decided, well, why not actually turn this into something real? And we have all these tracking mechanisms, these tracking capacities. Let's do it for Santa. Do it for the country. Do and, it for the world. And oddly enough, you can buy all of that tracking uh, uh, equipment at Sears and Robot. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Dot com. <laughs> And so if you want to just learn more about all of what we're talking about, you can join us on Facebook. Easy to find us, Star Talk Radio on Facebook. And you can actually follow us in the Twitterverse. Our Twitter handle is Star Talk Radio. And so when we come back, we have another phone call with one of my favorite people in the world. Bill Nye will be with us. We'll see you in a bit. We're back on Star Talk. I've got with me Leanne Lord and Chuck Nice. Uh, and, and Leanne, you were joking with me recently about the computer voice that's about to tell you the world is going to end, but the voice never uh, acts frightened or anything. Is that uh, is the, this, this concerns you? What are you doing, Hal? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Launch it, Colonial Viper One. <laughs> right. So the, the I think that computer is a little too sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to launch something else. <laughs> <laughs> that was Is nice, Chuck Nice. Show? That was nice, Chuck Nice, right there. So, anyway, so with NORAD, uh, so what, that's what they do. They're responsible for the defense of North America, and they're deep in the mountain that protects themselves from uh, nuclear holocaust, where the rest of us die, and they'll protect whatever's left like, and right. themselves. How do you get that job? <laughs> and well, also, you know also uh, Stargate. 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 SG-1. They went, yes. went through the door. They lived in the mountain. They lived in the mountain. That's yeah. right. And I actually had a cameo on Stargate Atlantis. No way. Yay, so yeah. I had a cameo with Bill Nye. The oh, two of us. Get out. Like, we saw we're on that, and I and I my acting talents suck. I just want you to know. Uh, but I but can, you were fabulous in the Big Bang. I was going to say you were the only person there who actually knew what the hell you were talking about. <laughs> I know actors. what this button does. <laughs> right, actually, exactly. But I was on on Stargate Atlantis with Bill Nye, who's a friend and, and colleague, and I think we have Bill Nye on the line. Bill Nye, Bill, are you there? Neil, greetings. Bill, you're calling us from L.A. Thanks for taking time out of your day to be on Star Talk Radio. Are you kidding? For you. Uh, Okay, <laughs> Bill. I this is see your lips move. Uh, this is our holiday show, and so I want to know, Bill, because you're kind of an unusual character out there in, in many ways. I'm not going to list them. You know what they are. Among them, we want to know, like, what did you ever want as a kid for Christmas? Was it something weird? For Newton's birthday, you mean? Newton. Say, say what I tell you guys. Uh, no. Okay. Uh, so uh, when was Newton born? <laughs> I didn't know it, but one year Santa brought me a bicycle big enough for an adult to ride. And I had reached this point in my life. I had made this transition to adult leg length. Yeah. And man, I could crank that thing. Gosh, it was fun. And so, as you may know, I, I'm down now. I, I'm, I'm okay. I could quit if I wanted. I have five bicycles now. Five, so you have bicycles on the brain and in the body right now. Plus, I, I happen to know separately that you're uh, a big bike enthusiast and your buddies with who's the famous bike guy? Um, Neil Michael Armstrong? Trump? Neil Armstrong. <laughs> <laughs> Not really buddies yes. with Neil Armstrong. So. Yeah. Uh, how about Lance then? Lance, yeah. Buddies with oh, Lance. Lance. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you're a big bicycle fanatic, and so you did get a bike for your birthday, but you also oh, said... No, 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 it was for Newton's birthday. Newton, so Newton uh, was born on Christmas. Yeah. But I checked the... the I, I looked at the records, and he was born on Christmas in England, who had not yet adopted the Gregorian calendar, put forth into the rest of the Catholic world in, in 1584. Uh, so what are you saying he was born on Christmas? He was really born, like, January 5th or something. Fourth, I think. Fourth, okay. Mm. But, uh, th but it's fun. It I always claim that Isaac Newton's mother pr pretty much was thinking it was Christmas Day. That's my claim. Okay, so whatever the mom says, that's what it is. Or, or either Newton is the Protestant baby Jesus. The Protestant, right. Well, <laughs> the Protestant. He, he made a contribution. He just made some 
remarkable discoveries. But, there you go. Uh, but he was a significant guy. Newton was my man. He, he, he discovered the laws of optics and the, the, the laws of gravity and the laws right. of motion. And, and he makes a great computer. Viscosity, Neil. I'm talking fluid mechanics. He was all over it. He was an investigator. Uh, and, and fluid mechanics and viscosity is all about riding a bike fast and all about Santa trying to deliver presents on Christmas Day fast. We, uh, and he's, but the thing is, Santa has something else that I don't think Isaac Newton had. What's that? He's magic. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that is a huge time saver when you're going to go worldwide. Bill, I don't come to you to explain the natural world by saying it's magic. You know, well, the natural world. I think you're talking about Santa Claus. <laughs> 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 it's a I'll claim, and I don't think this is extraordinary. He's a product of humans. Uh, yeah. Okay, and, and so it's not a bad thing. Okay, but I just calculate how fast he'd have to go. Is he'd he'd have to go two thousand miles per second and traverse two hundred million miles to deliver presents to all the Christian and agnostic but and and Jewish like estimations of house to house. Yes, exactly, house to house, and he scattered them all around the world. Now, there's another thing, Doctor Tyson. What's I mean, that? The guy used to come to my house. He would eat the cookies I left. And drink the hot cocoa. Okay, that you're telling me he did that at every house. That's why so. he is so large. So <laughs> <Well>, he's magic. <laughs> so the the calorie content of the cookies he eats is greater than the calories he burns getting from house to house. There it uh, is. A little bit. Hey. Th that's how that works. Uh huh. huh. Well, who knew? So, Bill, I have to tell everyone you are executive director of the Planetary Society. Yes. Do I still get to call you the science guy in that position? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, so do so. Uh, so the planetary side, we promote uh, space exploration. There it is. And by the way, I don't, I'm not alone to know this. You're not only the science guy, you're the engineering dude, too. I am, yes. And these are your, those are your roots, and, that's, and we're... Well, that's we feel great to have you out there, just just carrying the torch. Very, very technical uh, uh, titles, I have to say. Well, engineers <laughs> use science to solve problems, and what else? Make things. Everything in your world, somebody somebody thought of it. Came out of somebody's head. How about that microphone? How about these radio signals? Somebody made that up. It's cool. It's exciting. And I, I disagree with you there, Mister Science Guy. Uh oh. I, I believe radio signals existed before we did. Uh, I don't think so. Uh, I think the... How do we receive them from space, then? I don't want to get all geeky. Through our magic machines. But I don't think anybody was selecting radio channels and, and uh, making them into amplitude or frequency-modulated signals. Uh, oh, you mean that kind. <laughs> oh, oh, it's that kind. Uh, I say, bring it on. <laughs> Chuck Knight's just got owned. <laughs> but if you had to get owned by somebody, let it be, let it be Bill Nye, the science guy. out into the cosmos. Maybe somebody out there is enjoying... The Dick Van Dyke Show. <laughs> yeah. Because somebody should. Or, 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 uh, or the, or the Science Guy Show. I'm just shooting from the hip. Way out there. Picking a random show. They can't quite tell what it is, but but they wonder. Well, I would rather they got the, the Bill Nye Show than, like, Howdy Doody or I Love Lucy as the emissaries of our culture. I think it's too late. <laughs> <laughs> but there might be a physical phenomenon that we don't understand. They Maybe... Maybe the science guy got there ahead of it. <laughs> Maybe there's some crazy uh, interstellar, uh, you know, in that 4% of the, um, of the dark matter, the dark energy that, that reverses things. So and science things end up in front of the storytelling. That oh, would be, that, that's, a little, that's still a bit fantasy, I think. Yeah, yeah, well, we, I'm jamming. Yeah, yeah. So what you're trying to say is that which we don't know about the universe works in favor of putting the science guy signal ahead of I Love Lucy. I'm saying <laughs> that's wishful <laughs> On behalf of regular people, might I say, huh? <laughs> it's agnostic. So, Sir William, as I call you affectionately, Bill Nye, the science guy, thanks for calling in and being a friend of Star Talk Radio. Oh, no, it is we who must thank you. No, and those of you who are regular listeners know that Bill Nye puts in a minute every now and then to just because he's got to rant and get it off something off his chest, and we'll be hearing from him uh, later in the season. So, Sweet. Bill, thanks for taking time out of your day. Thank you. I got to fly, Bill Nye, the planetary guy. There you go. <laughs> there you go. That's my Bill. Oh, oh. so many titles. That's, I love yeah. him. So you like science guy and engineering dude? That was what that, you. Those are. I love those titles. <laughs> science guy, engineering dude. And those are two separate business cards, completely. <laughs> you know, there's another movie that showed uh, NORAD, and it was Independence Day. No. Yeah. Guess what happened in that? Is that where the aliens? Yeah, they totally took it out. Sweet. <laughs>
<laughs> Those I, bastards. I have a movie question. Wasn't it in Terminator 3? Isn't that where they went uh, oh, at the at the mm. end? Was that it? Looked like it was a Cheyenne type. Place. It was. It's a Cheyenne type place, but I don't think they had. No, like I think the, that was in New Mexico. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't know where it was. I'm, I'm, I'm mixing my geek references. Yeah, I apologize. you know, we just try to get that, get that. So when we come back from our break, we have another break. When we come back, I'm going to tell you about what parts of the night sky are always there in the holiday season, and have you learned much more about it than just to call it a constellation? Okay. In fact, we'll be targeting Orion, Orion the Hunter. Do you know about Orion? I know about his belt. I saw Men in Black. <laughs> <laughs> the, the universe the, is in Orion's belt. The, the, it, was, wow. yeah, it, was, it was the galaxy. Oh, huh? that's right. Sorry. The galaxy, the galaxy is in Orion's or, belt. On Orion's belt. Yeah. I dated a dude named Orion, but I don't think that's what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I, I met someone named Orion. Did you really? Yes, in a restaurant. He was a server. Was, was your guy that is too That is too far no. of a magnanimous name. To hello, I'll be. I'm Orion. I'll be your servant. <laughs> just I was like, no. Let me sit down and serve you. Yeah, just like, <laughs> my name is Caesar. I'll be bringing you your Caesar, <laughs> your salad. I'll be bringing your salad. What What I didn't know is, I mean, I've learned later his name was Orion. I showed me his business card. He like convinced he's Orion is the guy's name. He said his mother. He said he was of the age where he might have been named Moon Unit or something less. Oh. Yeah, so he got named Orion. So Lucky. I said, take the, take Orion any day. He dodged the bullet. You're listening to our annual holiday episode. When we come back, we'll be talking about the night sky. Do you want to set up your child for success? Of course you do. Maybe you want to save money on private tutoring, or maybe it's just out of your budget altogether. Is this a big school year for your child? Like maybe they're starting kindergarten, middle school, or high school, or some other milestone. Maybe your family moved and they're starting at a new school. Is your child ahead? Not getting challenged enough in class? Well, we love that little smarty, but we want them to be engaged. IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids covering math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age or the personality. There's one site for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. Kids can use it at home on the computer or on the go through the app on your phone or your tablet. No more grading those worksheets. IXL grades everything itself. And no more trying to figure out how to explain math equations or grammar rules yourself. IXL has built-in explanation videos. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And Star Talk Radio listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash Star Talk. Visit IXL.com slash Star Talk to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. Most locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours of operation may vary. See center for details. Come in today to get your holiday goodies there on time. If you have kids or pets, you know stains and odors in your carpet and upholstery are inevitable. But the experts at ChemDry can help. ChemDry removes odors and stubborn stains by sending millions of carbonating bubbles deep within your carpet. ChemDry lifts dirt, urine, and stains to the surface to then be extracted away, giving you a cleaner and healthier home. Call 1-800-CHEMDRY or visit ChemDry.com to connect with your local ChemDry and learn about special offers in your area. That's 1-800-CHEMDRY or visit ChemDry.com today. We're back. I'm Neil deGrasse Tyson, your personal astrophysicist. 
this is a, the holiday show. Yes. And I'm just sort of waxing on about all the cosmic significance of the season, if I may. You please do. May I? It's your show, sir. So, for example, constellations. People think of winter constellations or summer constellations. You can catch practically any constellation at some time of the night any day of the year. So what we mean when we say it's a winter constellation is that it's up high in the sky between dinner and when you go to sleep. In the winter. In the winter. Okay. Typically. But you can find a winter constellation in the summer. It's just up at like four in the morning when you're not awake. So that's all. (laughs) You mean when you're not awake? Yeah, yeah, I'm about to say. (laughs) Comedians have a slightly different schedule. Excuse me. You work the nights. Yes. Yes. 4 a.m. We call that Wait a minute. That that didn't come out right. Well, I work the night? Wait a minute. I'm a comedian, Mom. Really? So one of of everyone's favorite constellations, perhaps it's the, the most recognizable Dude in the winter sky is Orion, Orion the Hunter. The Hunter. And Chuck, you said you know Orion's belt, but then you made a, a movie reference. That- yes, Men in Black. Okay. That's the only way I know Orion's belt. Cause or- and here's why. The only way I know Orion's belt is Men in Black. Because when I look up in the sky, I can't see any of those pictures that say that this is the constellation. How? Who came up? With these, like that's a hunter, that's a bull, that's that's a uh, that's a pair of scales. There's a lady in a dress. <laughs> Where the hell did that come from? Because I Thank can't you. see any of it. Thank you. I thought I was the only I can't one. See any of I it. could not see it. Thank it, you. It came from opium. <laughs> I just want you to know. Because I, I, I think you're right. I, to me, Orion actually does look like a woman wearing an A-line skirt holding a credit card. That's not a sword. <laughs> that is not a sword. All depends on yeah. What you? This is a matter of perspective. This is the Rorschach test for all of us. So. Orion is a hunter, sometimes drawn facing forward, sometimes drawn facing away. Okay. So you get different views of his anatomy when this happens. Mm. And, uh, oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, Interesting. Well, one of them, for example, is Orion's belt is the three bright stars that form a line. Right. It's a distinct pattern in the sky. And the, Orion has a sword hanging from the belt, na- dangling between his legs, which for me, if I were a hunter, that's not where I would carry my sword. I just it, want to right. make this point. Well, not let me since just the say, dogs are right there. <laughs> it depends on who you hunt with. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That's what that is. And so Orion is protecting himself from Taurus the bull, which is over to his side. Right. And Orion astrophysically is a remarkable part of the sky because it has a lot of cool astrophysical stuff going on in it. For example, Orion's shoulder is called Rigel. And no, no, sorry, sorry. I get the, how can I? Excuse me. I'm about to say. Oh, yes. that's, that's, Orion, like, what? Orion's You're shoulder. Fired. Orion's shoulder is Betelgeuse. Be- we have in a movie called Betelgeuse. Betelgeuse, really? Betelgeuse, and that's how you pronounce it, Betelgeuse. Betelgeuse. And that is Arabic for armpit of the great one, in case you were wondering. Which, Which honestly is... does not sound so great. <laughs> okay. No, and be- is my nickname for my husband. So, uh, <laughs> nice. There we go. So Betelgeuse is one of the largest stars known. So large that if you put it where the sun is right now, it would be larger than the entire orbit of the Earth. We would be the cinder orbiting deep within its surface. Sweet. Very sweet. That is cool. It is so that is a huge star. Huge. I feel so small. Bigger than our entire orbit. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And so then you go to his knee, right? and one of the stars forms his kneecap, and that's the star Rigel, which is a blue supergiant star. Both of those stars will one day explode, become a supernova, and be the brightest thing in the night sky and would even be visible in the day. And not so you mean we will be on Earth and we will look up in the sky and we will see this star in the in the midday sun. Yes, yes. Technically, we will not be here. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm just saying. Get your that's we a, straight. That's a little bit far in the future. Get your we straight. And where Orion's sword is that's dangling between his legs is a region that is a nebula, a cloudy region where stars are being born. It's a stellar nursery. Oh. Uh, it's called the Orion Nebula. Right beneath the sword because he will kill them the moment they are born. <laughs> is that what? So this is Orion in the sky, viewable Everywhere on Earth over the holiday season. Sweet. Now, the brightest star in the night sky is just off of the side of Orion. It's called Sirius. Right. Sirius. Sirius. Now, uh, there are many things named Sirius. Uh, Sirius Radio. Sirius Satellite Radio, yes. Actually, we're not on Sirius Radio. No, we're not. That's (laughs) That's their loss. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Do you know the icon? But they have been calling. Well, yeah, the, uh, the icon for Sirius is the little dog. It's a little dog, because right. Sirius is the eye of Canis Major, the big dog. The dog in star. The sky. It's the dog star. Sweet. It is the dog star. And in fact, the dog days of August are so-called because Sirius rises just before the sun during the month of August. The heliacal rising of The Sirius. heliacal rising of the dog star, <laughs> yo! 
and that's you have a callback, that's y'all. Like, the dog it's the Snoop days. Dog of stars. <laughs> the dog days of August. Love that it. is cool. And Sirius is is popular in many cultures. It's the brightest star in the night sky. So right. if a culture is going to have it, they're going to you know if going if a culture is going to have any star in the sky, that's a likely one. And the Egyptians uh, worship the star. In fact, back when it was heliacally rose. Before the sun for right. them, right. thousands of years ago, signaled the rise, the flooding of the Nile. So, in fact, their agricultural calendar begins with the heliacal the, rising of Sirius. That, i got to tell you, that's fascinating. I'm sorry, but I find it fascinating. Oh, and, yeah. And it sounds serious. It's, <laughs> okay. <laughs> is that what that is? It's serious. Serious, the dog star. <laughs> So these are stu- this is this, those are things you'll see in the nighttime sky, and of course the moon goes through the the full moon in December tr- crosses the sky higher than any other moon of the year. So it, that's what pr- pr- that's what creates this wonderful glow on the snow laden landscapes. And so, fewer and, crazy people and f- <laughs> lunatics. Yes, <laughs> they're, they're lunatics at all phases of the moon. So I have oh, come okay. to learn. Okay, so. I think we've come to the end of oh, no. our house party. We are wow. at the end of our heliacal rise. And, and in, my, in my last minute. Where's the after party? I, I have to give my tweet of the week. Oh, yay. Because I've been thinking hard about this with Santa and all of this. And I'm wondering if Santa's moving 2,000 miles per second to visit the, to the more than two million, 22 million households to deliver gifts. Right. Uh, sorry, 22 million miles of the half a billion households that he's got to visit. Mm. This is this – is, I did the – Quick back of the envelope calculation aerodynamics, right? And uh, Santa ain't going to make it. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> you mean he can't make it to every house? Or for my tweet of the week, here it goes: For Santa to deliver gifts to all the world's Christians in one night requires hypersonic speeds, vaporizing his reindeer and sleigh. Oh man! You killed Rudolph right before Christmas. Sorry. This has been our holiday show, and I want to thank my guests. And as always, I bid you to keep looking up. If you have kids or pets, you know stains and odors in your carpet and upholstery are inevitable. But the experts at ChemDry can help. ChemDry removes odors and stubborn stains by sending millions of carbonating bubbles deep within your carpet. ChemDry lifts dirt, urine, and stains to the surface to then be extracted away, giving you a cleaner and healthier home. Call 1-800-CHEMDRY or visit ChemDry.com to connect with your local ChemDry and learn about special offers in your area. That's 1-800-CHEMDRY or visit ChemDry.com today. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.